Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stoneman. This is the Amateur Hour. Got my co-host, Coach, sitting in. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. Ballad. Howdy, fellas. Thanks for uh, hosting. It's a pleasure to host the guys. Oh, by the way, everyone silence their phones. Silence their phones for the for the show. If you don't mind. Oh, oh. Get an alert. What's going Breaking on? Breaking news. Indians have won their 20th. Straight game. Some more shit I don't care about. Awesome. We're in the amateur hour. No, no pro, no pro sports talk. Please. Just, I mean, you asked, so I told. Um, today is still Tuesday, September twelfth. We are recording from Austin, Texas. As always, you can find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. As always, the show is sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strange Land Brewery. A beer for any occasion. Beer for every occasion. Beer for all occasions. Those of you that don't know, we did uh, make a new rule, a silent rule. We're playing Buffalo now. We have a, we have we have a quorum, so, so we're all playing Buffalo. There's there's a little bit of fear every time you open a beer now around this around this Strange Land Brewery studio. It's no fear here. I'll I saw you. you. I saw you change your hand. Look, it is natural for me. A Buffalo, you say playing Buffalo, and that's how I know I'm going to get you every time. Buffalo is a lifestyle choice. <laughs> you, you don't just come in and say you're going to start playing Buffalo. That's a choice you make a long time ago. And I made that choice at 18, so I'm going to be just fine. If, if I had to set the over-unders on number of times you Buffalo me this football season, I'd set it at half. A half, okay. okay. Half, half of Buffalo. Coach already got me outside. <laughs> well, I'd, I bet I'd get you again throughout the show. Okay, we'll see. Um, please follow the show. On SoundCloud and iTunes, give us some subscribes, some reviews. Give us some five-star reviews on iTunes, please. Uh, or let us know what we're doing wrong. Uh, this is the Amateur Hour. Uh, we'll get into show business here in a second. We got a special guest. Hopefully, he'll uh, answer and call in, talk to uh, talk to us about that OU game. Old uh, expert, NHL expert. But let's Corey. call the Ohio State game that went wrong. I don't yeah. think we need to call the OU game. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, obviously, we'll talk our Texas 10. 10 minutes of Texas football, and then first impressions. Uh, but as I mentioned, Strange Land Brewery is our uh, number one sponsor. They have an Oktoberfest party coming up September 23rd. <laughs> Unveiling the new Oktoberfest, which we were drinking in our pro show. Um, it's already out there on shelves. You can find it at Specs, Twin Liquors, Whole Foods, HEB, 
local bottle shops around Austin. Um, and then our other sponsor is Mountain Breeze Campground. Um, no show, obviously, this weekend. Summer's over. But Jake Worthington from The Voice. Uh, number one Texas country song in Texas country, I guess, uh, on those charts. Um, that'll be the same weekend, same night. Uh, September 23rd out there at the campground. I'll be out there. Um, Coach is uh, not going to be able to make it, but Bell. Uh, we'll, we'll see how much fun I have at Strangeland. That's, uh, the that best answer I can give sounds you. like a no. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Follow Strangeland at Strangeland Brew. www.mountainbreezecamp.com if you want to keep up with any events and pricings for camping and floating out there. Weather's still hot enough. About to get real hot, so go float while you can. Um, let's get into show business. This is the Amateur Hour. Let's do it, boys. Um, week, full week two of college football in the books. Um, technically week like two and a half, three, depending on how you look at the yeah. uh, first F- couple games. Fuck Rice. We don't even include them. There was a few other games that happened other than Rice, but <laughs> they also do not matter. Actual week two in the books. Um, coach, back in the <clears> studio. <throat> Thanks for being here. Hey, Chad yeah. is not here. Still doesn't have my jersey, which is fine. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, I'd speculate it might, might be the reason why he's not here. Maybe he's trying to hide. Maybe he's making your jersey. Staying in hiding. <laughs> he's making it. Um, but uh, <laughs> we do have a new format. And... It went great new, last, last week. It did. It did. I love the new format. And we, we tried it out with our pro show, and I think it went really well. Um, it's, it's helping us flow a little bit better, getting some interesting points into some recaps so we're not just being the four-letter network recapping a game we actually went under an hour last week we forgot to mention that at the pro show yeah pretty we definitely did and it's still to be determined whether or not that's because we did a new format or because coach wasn't here but um oh i know why it's because coach wasn't here well i'm sure but um, <laughs> we'll see what happens so, so yeah we'll, i mean we'll see um i've already predicted this show will go over there's no way we make it under an hour in yeah show. without that attitude but um <laughs> that's okay hey but uh Going back to our pro show, join our DraftKings League. Um, we will do a weekly DraftKings contest, um, weekly fantasy football. I'm the defending champ. Hmm. One week, one win. Here's the thing. You don't need to – just stop living in the past, Spencer. That was so last week. A win's a win. By this time, it's Friday. But, but honestly, by this time, if you've waited to join, pause the podcast. You missed out. And, and go do it right now. You missed out. It's probably full, but – No, you missed out. Go try. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. I just want you to know that feeling of... Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah. Well, again... We I'll, need to take this out of show business. Get it out. Yeah, no, well. But next so week... show business. Next week... We'll take join, this out of show business. Next week, join our DraftKings contest if you missed out. I didn't listen to the episode, but I'm pretty sure we said that last week. That I was going to take it out of this week's. We probably did. I bet I forget. <laughs> I bet you do, too. I can't tell you. Hey, let's uh, get into show business. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Uh, we'll get a little bit of the... Explain this to me... Uh, Clemson-Auburn, you're going to have to explain this, Ballad. 14 points. What's going on? Yeah, so if, if tell me tell me this scenario. If, if you're a football team and you go on the road to the defending national championship champions and you hold them to 14 points, you should win that game, right? Oh, most, sure hope most so. likely. Well, that was not the case in the Auburn-Clemson game. A little tiger-on-tiger tiger action, which we missed... A whole lot of jokes we could have made last week. I digress. Um, 
Someone's got to explain this to me. How do you not win this game on the road holding the defending national championships to just two touchdowns? I, I couldn't understand. I'll it. tell you. I'll tell you right now because Clemson's defense is dangerous. They are so good. Their defensive line is the most athletic defense. I mean, their front seven is so scary. Um, and Auburn has no offense. They, they had no answer for that defense. That's really what it comes down to. That's how you lose that game because Clemson's defense is, is something else, man. Coach? I mean, from what I saw, it really came down to the short yardage situations, and Auburn just could not get the ball moving, honestly. And, and the longer the game went on, the more Clemson dug its heels in on defense. It was just really weird. I mean, Clemson went up, what, 6 nothing in that game and then blew the lead in the first half, and that was all scoring. Like, that that to me is what's even You mean Auburn worse. went up 6 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tigers. and then... The Tigers went up 6 nothing. Exactly. And then the Tigers came back and beat them. You know what I'm saying. But, I mean, the game was, in my opinion, fairly boring. It was. I was not impressed. I was not thoroughly impressed with Clemson, and I was quite disappointed in Auburn's performance. So I'll tell you what. The thing that disappointed me the most is this announcer at the end of the half when Clemson is on probably the twenty-five yard line. He jinxed Auburn so bad. He was like, "Oh, it was six-zero." He goes, "Oh, it's been blah 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 number of games since." Uh, Clemson has gone into halftime without scoring any points, and not three seconds after he uttered those words, they throw a touchdown in the end zone. And as soon as that happened, I knew the game was over. He just he put such the jinx on us with that. I don't know the announcer's name, but I want to get his Twitter handle so I can send him. You're mean, pretty superstitious guy, apparently. Very superstitious. Well, I'm sorry that happened. Um, I'm sorry for for you and Haley. I'm sorry you bet on that game. You shouldn't have. This was the only game of the week. That I did not hit on. I know. And as you guys, or I should say Uncle Mac, bet on a lot of games this week. So not not too upset with how the week went. Fair enough. See, that's why I'm glad I'm only a little stitious because super is just too much. Stressful. That's fair. What do we got next, Ballad? Next, we got a little Rules Are Rules coming to us from the OU-Ohio State game. We're going to get our boy Corey Ramsey on the phone in just a second, but you guys want to talk about the game a little bit? Yeah, and it was it was, uh, it was a game that, that really, really scared me. Um, knowing that Texas has to play OU at a neutral field, not in the horseshoe, not against Ohio State, I was terrified watching that game because OU is the real fucking deal. They are... They are so good, and they made an Ohio State team who obviously played Indiana last week and and looked good in the second half. They made Ohio State look mediocre in the first half and worse in the second half. That OU defense and that OU offense, Baker Mayfield is, there's a reason he's number one in the Heisman race right now. I'm terrified of that football team. I am so scared for what they bring to the table. And 31-16 was the final score. I'm just I'm just not buying that Ohio State is that good. Honestly, I'm just not buying it. I, I think Ohio State is going to take a step back this year. And I think that's just realistically... I, as competitive as their conference seems, I don't think that they're all that great. 
And I think that's just highlighted by the collapse of Ohio State. I mean, they played a miserable half against a mediocre Indiana team that could move the ball. Yeah. They let them do what they wanted to throughout three quarters of the game. Sure. And then Oklahoma walks in and just does whatever they want. I mean, Baker Mayfield is good, but to me the highlight is the stupidity of Baker Mayfield, which is also what I feel like makes him as good as he is on the field. When he took that flag after the game and ran around almost the whole outside of the stadium just to go try and plant a flag in a turf field, just to watch that flag fall over, it just highlights like just the pure idiocy of what Baker Mayfield is. I don't think it won a Heisman because I don't think there's any way smart people can vote for a kid who is that stupid. Well, they they looked really good, and to, to know that Texas has to play them, in a 50-50 stadium, I'm not looking forward to Charlie Texas Strong weekend. beat them in a 50-50 stadium with a worse team than them, and they had a better head coach. I'm still so, terrified. I'm still terrified. I've got hope. I'm still terrified. Well, let's get our only OU probably listener on the phone, Mr. Corey Ramsey. Let's see if we can get them all. We've had some poor success of this in the past. Come on, Corey. He's like our most Hey, Corey Ramsey, you're on the Sports Buzz. What's going on? Oh, what's up, gentlemen? I was expecting some big horns or something on my introduction for, uh, oh, you whooping that ass. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. We well, just... hey, we're just really glad you answered, Corey. Um, we really appreciate you finally taking the time out of your busy schedule, traveling the world, and doing nothing else in life. Um, so thanks for calling. Hey, I guess that is the case. Corey, we just got done talking a little bit about the game and the OU victory. Do you have any words you want to say about the game before we get into the real topic of discussion? All I have to say is... That was pretty awesome. They're the only team (laughs) worth anything. Baker Heisman. We're fucking playing USC in the championship this year. Oh. You think USC is going to make it to the championship? Because I know OU is not going to make it. Uh, that that's yeah, laughable OU, to me. You're going to play each other. It's championship, baby. Well, you guys should be you guys should be praising OU. Well, look, look. Um, before you got on, I definitely did praise them, Corey. Um, you know, as a UT fan, I am terrified of of what I you're saw this past weekend. Uh, we're we're all UT fans here. Uh, I I was terrified by what I saw from from OU this weekend. They looked really good, and I was on your side here. Yeah, they they looked good. I was really nervous because I mean Ohio State always had a really dynamic offense. They got JT Barrett as a quarterback, and our defense has always been so suspect, especially our secondary. And they made they came up with some big plays. I was honestly pretty shocked. Um, about how good our defense was. Our, our offense is very good. They were very good last year. I was pretty nervous going into this year because we'd lost D.D. Westbrook. We'd lost both of our running backs. So I was kind of, I mean, I knew we had good recruits coming in, but I was kind of on edge to see what was going to happen. But I've been thoroughly impressed, especially senior Demetri Flowers. He's so dynamic. Well, I mean, I'll tell you he right never now. got any time behind the NFL running backs that are P. Ryan and so, shit, he's looking 
I'll tell you right now, the reason y'all's defense look good is because JT Barrett fucking sucks. He can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Yeah, he can't. The guy can scramble and he can make a short pass. He cannot throw the ball down the field. Well, Corey, it doesn't, su- it doesn't surprise me to hear that you were worried going to the game because you refuse to take the bet that I tried to give to you. And that brings us to the conversation at hand. We have to settle how to make a bet via text message because just to recap. I did. That was the, that was the original bet I proposed to you. And then we had some back and forth, but we never agreed upon a wager. There was never a confirmation. And I, I think we can set aside whether or not the bet was actually made in our discussion. And let's move yeah, forward. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. You're right. It, there's no bet that was so, bet. So we need to come up with a way, a little rules or rules, on how to make a bet via text message. Because I don't think this is the last time I text you trying to make money against OU. So I just want to get your thoughts on your thought process after the game. Did any of you guys even go to UT? No we, comment. We that's all live in Austin. Irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Listen, that's irrelevant. You got, you, got, you got three guys that didn't go to UT that were Texas State guys. You got four guys. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for OU, the Big 12 would be gone. UT is completely irrelevant. You guys would be watching Texas State High like in Southern Mississippi Tech University. So you guys are fucking welcome, first off, that OU is stellar. <laughs> Oh, you! You're, you're dodging the question on on the bet. Yeah, how to make we, a bet? We understand that OU is 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 good at football. We we need to talk about how to make a bet via text message, and I think we found something today that's going to help us out. There's a handshake emoji on the Apple keyboard. Did you know that? No, it's been there for a while. I've never seen it, but apparently it's been there. I I think that for now on, when people make bets, that handshake emoji has got to be tweeted by, or uh, texted by both people. Did, did that make sense? I agree. I agree completely. I didn't know or not because I haven't done the new Apple update or whatever with the new emojis. But yeah, I think I, I, I agree. I think that was one of the original ones. And in order for a bet to be confirmed, Two of those have to be played. I like that. And and maybe even with the terms of the wager plus the handshake emoji. I think we just saved America like a billion dollars by coming up with this. I don't hear anyone else talking about it. We're innovators. We are innovators. Well, hey, Corey, um, I'm glad we figured that out. And, you know, it's it's still, you know, it's 913 here in Austin, Texas. And OU does still suck. <laughs> um, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Um, until next time. And that's Corey Ramsey. God, he is not. Chill guy, be, chill guy, Corey. He's not going to be fun to have call in if OU is good all season. No, not that's, if he keeps talking to us like that. I know. It's. I mean, that's disrespectful. He doesn't know my life. Just because I went to school at Texas State doesn't mean I'm not a UT fan. Oh, I grew up in Austin. I got a polo that I just bought that says. I'm a fan. You're wearing it, yeah. I mean, he's wearing a burnt orange shirt. So am I. Mine's a New Orleans shirt, but it's... He's calling back. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what he has to say. Hey, Corey, did, your, did you get did you get bad service in Norman? I didn't even know they had cell, ter- uh, cell towers out there. Hey, I'm, I'm in the Dirty D now, baby. We're pro sports. Uh, 
<laughs> you want to make some more of a, some pro sport bets? Come to Dallas. I know Austin doesn't have any down there. Well, this is the amateur hour. You know, we appreciate you calling back. Um, <laughs> it's nine fourteen, and OU still sucks, Corey. We appreciate it. <laughs> Man, Corey thirsty to be on the sports. Dude, why is he just blowing us up? We got to move on. Um, we got to get to a a segment that we haven't had in a while that I love. Um, this is please shut the fuck up. And please. We're saying please, please. So, North, North Carolina linebacker Andre Smith promised, promised that Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson won't beat them on Saturday. Well, Lamar Jackson pretty much single-handedly beat North Carolina. They won 47-35. This was kind of a, one of those weird games that was close all the way. We talked about it last week. Um, I didn't think Louisville would cover. I, I actually thought North Carolina might beat them. Um yeah. And as someone who had a ticket on that game, I was worried too. I know you were. I mean, Uncle Matt. Was and worried. I and I think that um, what uh, Lamar Jackson finished with like almost 600 yards of total offense and five touchdowns, 550 yards of total like 6, offense, six thousand yards, 100 touchdowns. Was, yeah, something like that. It was stupid. Um, so the fact that he came out and said that specifically Lamar Jackson would not beat them. Please shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. I don't know how you go on record trying to say that you're going to stop the defending Heisman champion. The best player on the field. Yeah. Just, just please shut the fuck up. Please. As an underdog, that is, and I understand wanting to hype up your team, wanting to get your fan base excited, but this is not the way to do it. That's also bulletin board material for Louisville and Lamar Jackson, who's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, we've seen it before. I will say, that's probably a way, great way to get drafted, though. Maybe. To, drafted to what? The show, bro. The show, bro. You just gotta get your name out there. It's all about name recognition. Name. It's 2017. Get the name out there. Go. Just gotta say it a bunch. I'm gonna go viral. Alright, what's next, Ballad? <laughs> next, we got Ballad's Best Bad Beat of the Week. This one comes say to that us... five times fast after ten strange lines. Never. <laughs> Uh, this one comes to us from the Penn State Pitt game, ended in a 33-14 to Penn State victory. Uh, the spread on this game, 20 points, and Pitt in the fourth quarter after they score, I think their only touchdown, hits a two-point conversion, uh, or goes for two-point conversion and hits it, which makes it so they lose by 19 points. Penn State, a 20-point favorite. Who? That is a bad beat for people with Penn State tickets. I picked Penn State. I know you did. I said Pitt is horrible and Penn State's going to cover. So that one hurts me a lot. Yeah, I was the only person that thought Pitt would cover at minus 22 on our show. Ah! Yeah, that, that's where <laughs> exactly. But where the line a two point conversion means nothing. Well, uh, well, where the line actually closed at minus twenty means for... nothing for the show, though. I still lose that game no matter what. Oh yeah, you were you were gone. All... <laughs> hey, I didn't. I don't do Ballad's best bad beat of the week for the show. I do it for the real betters who are putting their tickets in last minute. Okay. And yeah, if you did, if you had a Penn State ticket, that one hurt. Coach, give us our next segment. We got a brand new segment. New segment? It's a new segment. A new segment. A brand new segment. 
It's called Sunnyside Upset, and this week we got the UTSA Roadrunners Wait, traveling. What's it called? Sunnyside Upset. Sunnyside Upset. Sunnyside Upset. I like it. I like it. So, like it. Like so, anyway, so anyway, the Roadrunners traveled up to uh, Waco this past weekend, played the Baylor Bears, and it did not turn out so well. Uh, I believe what this is this a seventeen point line is that what the game was at i think it closed at like 18 something we Ooh. chalked oh, it up on our show we didn't pick this game but yeah it was like 17 18 points Ooh. best i, I saw it was at 11 and a half for baylor and either way it doesn't matter because the roadrunners came into town and beat the bears in mclean stadium 17 to 10 uh Loss number two for Baylor. That's two upsets in a row two, at McLean Stadium. Two in a row. To two really bad teams. It's not looking good for the Bears. Liberty and UTSA. UTSA good. has had a football team about as long as Baylor has been accused of raping women. That's about how long UTSA's football team has been going on. Pretty much. So that doesn't that doesn't bode well for the University of Baylor. Um, it does not bode well for Tom Rule. <coughs> Mark Rule. Mark Rule. Whatever. I got his last name right. Half and half. We'll take that. Let's send a cup of coffee, bro. But you can't score more than 10 points on UTSA at home. <laughs> yeah. For an offense that's known for scoring points. It's not good. I, I have I have nothing else. I mean, we called we called this. I mean, we called this back in our college football preview. We talked about how Liberty, oh, the big-time school, Liberty coming into Waco to play them. Oh, and the powerhouse UTSA. Well, they actually got beat by both of those teams that we were joking about. I think you're the only one who's ever called UTSA a powerhouse. And you continue to do it, but you're the only one. I just wanted to be clear. As a joke, <laughs> I call UTSA a powerhouse, but they beat... I mean, this is their first Power 5 conference win ever as a program. UTSA's. Yes. Yeah. No, and good for them. Um, looking forward... Very worried for the I-35 rivalry game with Texas State. Doesn't look yeah. like it's going to be a very good one for us. I got UTSA, it, it I looks got like, UTSA alums already talking shit, and I, I don't want to watch that. It game. looks like Texas State needs to get Baylor on the schedule instead of Colorado. Yes. Yeah. We could have we could have at least like lost by three. We may have beaten him. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> guys, let's get into our rapid fire. Where are we starting off? We're going to start off with USC-Stanford night game. Uh, USC taking care of business. 42-24 over the Cardinals. Um, I don't see Sam Darnold or this offense slowing down anytime soon. I think with Texas coming to town next week, it's going to be another bloodbath in California. Um, I'm just really hoping for UT to score some points next week, honestly. That's all I can look forward to. Sam Darnold is a real deal. Um he deserves to be in the Heisman chase, uh, and we'll see kind of how this plays out. But as of right now, USC is all, all go. Clear for liftoff. Yeah, Sam Darnold finally looked like a quarterback again. Um, that game was close for a while. Another game that was close for a while, Michigan and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It was kind of uncomfortable for a bit. Um, it was like 21-14 or 17-14. It was, it was closer than it should have been. Uh, Michigan ends up... Exactly like you said, taking care of business. 36-14, they run away with it later on in the game. Um, it was just kind of a weird feel early on. I didn't watch any of it, but I remember seeing highlights, and it just it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like Michigan that we saw last week dominate. 
So I'm glad though that I picked Michigan to win that conference because the way Ohio State has been playing and that loss of Oklahoma, I think I may have a chance with Michigan now. I agree. With that being said, I'm real glad I picked Penn State to win the conference because they have Hey, been my rolling. man. Yes, they absolutely have. Uh, a really close game, a really great game, was the Georgia-Notre Dame game. Yeah. Uh, went yeah. back and forth for a little while, and then Georgia closed the door right at the closing seconds. Did you see that catch in the end zone, that <clears> one-handed <throat> catch? It was amazing. Oh. And it was in, it was in uh, South Bend, right? It was in but, South Bend. Yeah, I love that stadium. Like, it makes every play that much better because everything's right on top of you. It's right on top of you. It was a great game. Um, Notre Dame just fell a little bit I short. Told you guys Georgia, I, I told you guys Georgia's... Solid team. Yeah, but there's no way the game was any less than a half a point for Georgia. They were the... I don't think Georgia was favored, were they? Uh, Notre Dame was slightly favored yes. going into the game, and which was really interesting because they started a true freshman, Jake Fromm, um, his first collegiate game ever, having to go to South Bend as a dog. Um, pretty impressive Literally. Uh, showing for literally a dog uh, literally as a dog uh but i mean a very impressive game for the freshman quarterback who again of course just kind of gets thrown in the fire in south bend yeah Good nothing like having a veteran nick chubb behind you though yeah that helps yeah that definitely helps uh our next game we had washington state barely beat boise state 47 to 44 uh, this one went into triple overtime, I'm pretty sure. And honestly, it wasn't a high-scoring game until like the fourth quarter. This thing kind of fell off the wheels going towards the end of the game. Um, the over definitely hit in this one. Um, and what's-his-face? Uh, Mike Leach. Mike Leach scrapes away with a Mike Leach's victory. pirate ship Dude, just, he... just crawls back into the port. He went with a on an unbelievable ramble after the game, too. His, post, his post-game interview is the best. If you haven't listened to it, go back and watch it because it is hilarious. It makes zero sense. Well, this is another... So, getting into our last game, um, TCU-Arkansas. This is a game I, I really thought Arkansas was going to... At home in Fayetteville, was going to handle one. Brett Bielema thought he was going to have his team ready. TCU is pretty good, and that's what I learned from this game. Um, their offensive line is rock solid, and Kenny Hill can find these little tiny receivers scrambling around because they're just faster than everybody. They went twenty-eight to seven. This game was fourteen-seven for most of the game, and literally the last two minutes of the game, uh, we flipped it back, and it was twenty-eight-seven in a matter of thirty seconds. I don't know what happened. I talked to an Arkansas fan about it. He said, "I don't want to talk about it." Things escalated quickly. So it was a weird, a weird finish, but I mean, TCU is real. The last two scores happened within 14 seconds of each other. Yes, exactly. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Um, and honestly, I hate that you even brought up Kenny Trilly. It was 21 to 31 for 166 yards and an interception. It's all about Darius Anderson. He had 106 and a touch on the ground. The ground game is the real deal for TCU. I'm their offensive line I'm is thorough, huge. I'm finally impressed. I mean, they have a couple backs in that backfield, but they're the real deal. Their offensive line is dangerous, and that's another team. That's another team you add that I didn't expect starting off that is going to be dangerous in the Big 12. So um, we have to go ahead and hit a break real quick and give you a little music, and then we'll be right back 
with a little more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? So it's just me, trust me Something in the bed just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz I'm your host, Spencer Sullen Got Coach Bean and Ballas sitting in We gotta get into our Texas 10 10 minutes Probably more of Texas football talk. Um, Got to recap a little bit of the win over San Jose State. Um, 56 to nothing win. Coach, what did you see from that game that was an improvement? What did you like from Texas? Um, because there there was enough to look at, but was there enough improvement? Um, I I really don't think you can gauge improvement on... I mean, this was a far worse team to, to Maryland, this San Jose State team. Um, but the biggest thing, zero. You see a goose egg on the board. You see them shut somebody out at home. Um, that's nice to see. Uh, you know, I talked about it in the Maryland game. Obviously, the thing I wanted to see was defense, and it. that's kind of what let us down. And to see them respond and shut somebody out, that means a lot. So... Um, that's kind of the biggest thing to me is that seeing them shut somebody out defensively, they kind of took a little pride hit and, uh, stepped up. So I like that too. Um, the big improvement I saw was the running game. They ran the ball 59 times as a team. Um, and when, when Chris Warren and Kyle Porter are still getting the same number of touches, it, it's blowing my mind. Why Chris Warren is not on the field every single fucking play. 16 carries for 166 yards. He averaged 10.4 and scored two touchdowns. Kyle Porter had 16 carries for 72 yards. Not even half. Four and a half yards a carry, which is still not bad. But when you average 10.4 a carry, why are you not getting the ball more? That's what I want to know. I'm confused. Because... Chris Warren looks like the dominant running back. I mean, is he in the doghouse? Is there something I'm missing? Because the dude is is an absolute animal, whether it be in the passing game or in the running game, because he he just runs people over. I mean, a two yard two yard loss turns into a five yard gain for that guy. I mean, it's crazy because that's the thing we talked about coming into the season was you know we want Chris Warren to be healthy, but if he is. He's the guy. Like, he has shown that he is a dominant running back for this team. And to kind of see him in this light is is rather strange. I don't understand why Kyle Porter continues to get snaps. Well, and especially when Tom Herman loves an inside running game. Like, that's what allows him to space, spread the team out and play gunslinger kind of offense is that he can run still between the tackles and play this mobile quarterback yeah which is sam ellinger and not shane bouchel as as much as it hurts me to say sam ellinger is a more mobile quarterback and the offensive line maybe they stepped up because it was a weaker defensive line but sam ellinger looks like a better quarterback for the fit that tom herman wants in my opinion sam looked good i know he looked a little rusty early but he turned things around, and when he started getting the confidence and running the ball, Sam looked good. And 
I just don't think Shane has that athletic ability to to play behind a very bad offensive line. Well, you know who's more mobile than both those guys <clears throat> is Gerard Hurt, who we Gerard saw Hurt sucks. take a lot of snaps in the game. I'm just I'm just saying he is definitely more mobile than both those guys. Well, Gerard Hurt sucks. Well, and Tom Herman has said they have they have a lot of packages for Gerard Hurt. It's it's more than what Tyrone Swoops had because Swoops couldn't do shit else but just run straight downfield. Gerard Hurd can do a lot out of the Wildcat, but that's all it is is a Wildcat. And that's, that's not an offense for a team to consistently produce. I mean, Gerard Hurd is going to be back there at times. It's just going to be the way it is. Tom Herman likes to change things up, mix the looks up, and things like that. So, Well, Gerard Hurd threw the ball twice for negative five yards. I still think it's Bouchelle's to lose. That's it's, probably, it's that's, not Ellinger's to win, in my opinion. It's Bouchelle's to lose. Uh, that's probably right. Um, we got to talk preview of USC. Um, you know, we talked USC a little bit in the rapid fire and, um, I guess that's all we talked about, but man, man I am terrified for this weekend. Man, fuck USC. Honestly, fuck them. I'm, I'm terrified. Not, I'm not worried about shit. What, what, we're going to go to California and play the number four team in the country and we have what to lose? Nothing. Fucking nothing. nothing. Like, this is the greatest game Pride. that we can play right now. Pride would be Pride something for we can what, lose. dude? They just beat Stanford 42-24. Stanford's probably a better recognized team than we are as far as talent goes. They're a top 15 ranked team. So, exactly. So what do we have to fucking lose? We get, we're get we not going to get shut out. I mean... I hope not. I don't foresee that being the case. Our offense is... Chris Warren needs 20 carries plus to win that game. I think... The thing to win this game is they're going to have to control the clock. They have to take they the ball out the of ball. USC's hands. They have to run it. And that means being able to use clock running the game, running the clock and out. And I hate to say it, but Gerard Hurd is going to have to play quarterback more than... a Wildcat, yeah. I, mean, I fucking have... hate it because I hated it last week because we're playing a bad team. Why not just let Sam make his mistakes? And he did. He just got lucky that they didn't get picked off. But... Getting all the way, like Sam ran the offense all the way to the goal line, and then all of a sudden it was okay. We're gonna bring Gerard Hurd in, who's five foot nine, 170 pounds, and we're gonna run him instead of Sam Ellinger, who's six two, two thirty. I don't understand that. I'll tell you why they did it last week is because you don't run that package for the first time in a live game against USC. That's why you schedule a school like San Jose State so you can practice some of these packages that you've only been able to work on against your own teammates. You know, you got to give these guys a chance to work on these things, and that's what last week is all about. So well, for me, if Gerard Hurd's got to play in the USC game, I'm really glad he got a handful of snaps in the San Jose State game because yeah. that's not the first time I want to see him is in, I, in the Coliseum. I think you're right, and I think the best thing that could have happened to Texas was Shane Bouchelle injuring his shoulder. And as Ooh. bad as that is Hot to take. say, I really think that that may be the best thing that ever happened in Texas. Because now you see all three of the guys that are going to be back there. And I think you could see all three of them against USC. I think all three of them could play. I think Sam Ellinger throws a much better deep ball than Shane Bouchelle. And I mean, I saw it all, all this past Saturday. He throws a great deep ball. Um, but they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball against USC, 
and they're going to have to stop the run on the other side of the ball because USC ran for over 300 yards against Stanford. They have to stop the ball on defense. I mean, the thing, the thing that defense definitely has to do is be much more effective on the blitz. When they blitz, I mean, they're not getting to the quarterback, and that's a huge problem. They if, run a three-down lineman off a defense. If they can load the box and then get results, it's going to go a long way in the game against USC because then you kind of allow yourself to play some more comfortable coverages, disguise some blitz packages. It, it allows your defense to do a lot more versatile things, but if you're just getting run over, I mean, you're just going to have to load the box and stop it because, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to do. Um, so what we'll see. It's, it's definitely well, going to rely on the defense. The defense well, has to keep them If low. you load the box, then Sam Darnold can beat you with a lot of different weapons. It just depends on what Sam Darnold shows up on the field. I mean... It's a, it's a veteran core of guys, and, and at this point, you just have to rely on them. I will say one thing. The University of Texas is the first team that could sell out the Coliseum since 2013. USC has now announced that all 89,000 or 90-whatever-thousand sold out first time since 2013 when they played Stanford. Hmm. So, um, this is going to be a huge game, and... <laughs> Whether it be Shane Bouchelle or Sam Ellinger. I mean, both of those guys are going to into a place where they've never been. Um, it's it's going to be rowdy, and I don't see I don't see a lot of good coming we're gonna, out. We're going to pick this game in first impressions. But first, got to talk about a little fake news. Fake news. Coming out of Southern California. USC throwing some fake news in their, in their uh, media guide. They have the uh, the history showing on their media guide as USC is four and zero in its series with Texas. Four and zero. They've only played Texas four times. Mm-hmm. And, and and never ever lost. And never lost. Not even once. Never lost. on the the biggest stage in college football. Well, in parentheses. Oh. It says not including one loss vacated due to NCAA penalty. Here, here's the thing, USC. Losses don't get vacated. Those are wins that you had to give up for cheating, you damn cheaters. Those losses will stick with you forever. You guys know you lost that game. We know you lost that game. I remember exactly where I was. I watched every second of it. Everybody knows where they were when they lost that game, especially the USC fans. Tom Herman doesn't remember where he was. How embarrassing is that? Hmm. All I know is this. I want to know who published this. Who, what editor let this through? They should be... I almost said hung. But yeah, they should probably be hung. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they do to journalists in California. In Texas, though, hey, they, they would be hung. The best is, is whoever Joaquin Sanchez is, his quote on his, on his tweet is, Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? Oh, we need to get that copyrighted. Yeah, um. so USC... <laughs> USC apparently thinks that they've never lost to Texas. Oh, hmm. Even though Reggie Bush's Heisman was vacated because they cheated, that win was never vacated be because so we fucking won it and we still own the trophy. It's still in Austin, Texas. You can go look at it for all you Southern Cal pussies. Goddamn West Coast hippies. <sighs> Guys, let's get into some first impressions. Yeah, because I didn't have a social media meltdown this week. I know. We, we're going to skip that section. <laughs> we're proud of you. Um, hey, first impressions. Last mm. week, gentlemen, for the record, I'm not proud of you. I last really week we picked second. nine games. Everybody only got three games right, except your boy, 
we got four. So taking home championship in that one. I don't know if I mentioned it yet or not, but in my real betting, five and one. Yeah, we heard you earlier. Pretty pretty good yeah, week. We can move on. Pretty good week for Uncle you Mac. You or Uncle Mac? Uh, Uncle Mac. Uh, I mean, we were there together in spirits and in funds and in celebration, but... Um, oh, you spirits, know. I see what you did there. Yeah, I like that. Hey, we got Oklahoma State traveling to Pittsburgh, who is a 13.5-point dog in this game. Coach, what's your first impression? Yeah, I think Oklahoma State is, is equal to Penn State, as Pitt's going to find. I'm going to take Oklahoma State in this one. I'm with you. I've been on them twice, they've covered twice, and they've been way less spreads than this. And I think Pitt is not as good as people think they are. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Minus the points in this one as well. Spencer, Oh, I'm laying impression? those points. I'm taking Oklahoma State. I like it. Yeah, All right. Man. Our next game, we got Wisconsin traveling to BYU, who's catching 17.5 points. Spencer, sorry, on your side, what do you think about the Badgers, a 17.5 point favorite on the road? Um, are you going to tweet jinx them? Well, I'm for sure going to tweet jinx them. Okay, then I'm taking BYU. I love it. I, I, I need the tweet jinx, though. I need to, I need a mention. I, I got to be, I got to know. Well, and, and while we're here, while we're you talking about the You can't dictate the terms because this is No, I need a tweet jinx. You I need a tweet jinx. You can't dictate the terms of the, the tweet jinx, but there has to be a situation where the tweet jinx makes sense. And I don't know how to explain that just yet because I've been drinking all night, but... 17 and a half is a lot of points. I'm still going to take BYU, but yeah. I need you to tweet jinx that thing. Would uh, you help me out here? Coach, you got to lean on this? Oh, this one's going... Pour this one out to Chad. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Wisconsin for him. I'll tell you this. I'm definitely going to have an under ticket on this game. Lines have not been posted, but I don't care what it is. I'm taking the under, and I'm also taking BYU. 17.5 points, it's way too many. Wisconsin's got to go play in altitude, which they don't r- rarely have to do. And they've got a look-ahead game, I'm pretty sure, the following week against a big Big Ten opponent. So i got BYU covering at least. You would take the under on 30? Uh, I wouldn't take it on 30. I'd take it on 35, though. <laughs> Appalachian State, traveling just south of us. Spencer's current residence, Sam Marcus, take on our Bobcats, where they are a 23-point favorite. I'll say it right now, there's zero chance of us covering Appalachian State laying the points. Coach, what's your first impression? 23 points, huh? 23 right now. Would you like to drink? They sell alcohol at the stadium now. Hey, this one's for uh, one of our faithful, Johnny. You heard me last week. I took those points and I covered against Colorado. Give me the points again. I'm taking the Bobcats cover. Hey, 23 at home. I love it. Give it to me. This is the first home game of the season, right? No, we played mm-hmm. uh, our first home game. Oh, we, we did have a home game to Houston Baptist. That's right. Keep the best in high school. Hey, so. but we're gonna get we're gonna get lit, and I'm with coach. I think you gotta follow the coach. If the coach says we're covering, we're covering, baby. Let's go. I love eat them up, cats. Eat them up, eat them up. Go cats, go. Our next one, we got Baylor traveling to Duke, where they're a 14 point favorite. Spencer, what's your first impression on Baylor? Who's the 14 point favorite? Duke. Two touchdown favorite to Duke at home. Ba- to Baylor at home. Okay. Duke is. 
I think Duke beats him by... Yeah, they're going to beat him by two touchdowns. Because Baylor's trash. Yeah, I'm taking Duke. All day. Duke is at home a two-touchdown favorite. Yeah. Okay. Lay yes. those points. Give me Duke. Yes. <sighs> Devils Absolutely. are always more powerful than shitty Baptist Bears. I came into this podcast fully ready to put Duke down on this bet, but if you guys give me the chance to be the contrarian, <laughs> you know I'm going to take it. You're think, going to lose. I think Baylor bounces back in this game now that you guys have given your perspective. What have you seen from Baylor that Duke makes you is, think they can bounce back? Duke is far better than UTSA. I think the Duke or Baylor finds themselves in a position where they're backed against the wall. It's do or die. I'll say if they lose this game, they might not win any more games this season. <laughs> so... One of those situations where Duke is do or die for Baylor. I might I might lay some money line on them. Just Duke is fun. the best team <laughs> that Baylor's played all season. And it's Matt Rule's third game. Things maybe start to turn around here. Matt the Rule is way, trash, and that team is trash. The same way they might turn around for Tom Herman's in his third game on the road. Who knows? Hey, Tom Herman's won a game. Matt Rule has not. He's lost to Liberty and fucking UTSA. So... Well, our next game is we have SMU traveling, a short travel, to Fort Worth to play TCU, where they're an 18-and-a-half favorite. Coach, what's your first impression? This shouldn't be hard. I'm going to ride the Mustang wagon I rode last year. I'm going to say they cover that. Give me the points. Yeah, I'm with you. I think in a rivalry game where you don't have to travel too far, a team on the rise, I think they cover here. I think it's a two-touchdown game, but it, it's uh, it feels closer than that. TCU just walked into Fayetteville and won by three touchdowns, so they're going to beat SMU by a lot more than that. I'm taking those points. Give them to me. All right, we're right back at you. We got Tennessee traveling to the Swamp to take on the Gators, who are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Spencer, what is your first impression? I think Tennessee's a miracle team. Even going back to last season, even with Florida having guys back, I don't care. I like Tennessee. I'm going to take those four and a half. Give them to me. There you go. Coach, first impression? It's not a good bet. Give me Florida. Yeah, I'm taking Florida here as well. They failed to cover, obviously lost to Michigan. Uh, I think they bounced back here at home and went by touchdown. Our next game, another SEC matchup. We got LSU traveling to Mississippi State, where they're a four-point, or I'm sorry, a touchdown favorite. Uh, coach, any faith in? Who's a touchdown favorite? LSU's a LSU touchdown is. favorite. Obviously. Coach, you got any any faith on either of these teams? I'm gonna hear this at home, but I don't care. Give me LSU. Ooh. I think I like LSU in this game as well. Uh, Spencer, first impression? I'm absolutely taking LSU. Darius Geis is going to destroy Mississippi State. Their defense is too good. Right back at you. We got Kansas State Wildcats traveling to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt catching plus four at home. Home dog, do you feel good enough about it to put your money where your mouth is? No, I'm throwing all my money on Kansas State. They look fucking dominant. They're going to win by more than two touchdowns. Dude wrote a book. Sign it. It's done. Kansas State. I'll take a home dog plus the points. Why not? <laughs> Clemson. Mistake. This is the probably biggest game of the week since the Florida State <coughs> Miami game got canceled. 
Bet Clemson traveling to Louisville. Clemson a three-point favorite as of right now on the road. Spencer, what's your first impression? Uh, my first impression originally would be to tell you that that's a crazy line, that they're favorite on the road. But after what I saw, the way they played against Haley's Tigers, I'm taking that Clemson defense. They're winning by more than three points for sure. Coach? You shut your mouth because it's not going to happen. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, back-to-back Heismans. He going to do it. Louisville. He can win Heismans Give and lose me. a couple games. Nope. Did it last year. Not going to happen. I went back and watched some highlights from last year's Clemson-Louisville game, specifically the way that game ended. Yeah. Louisville was in a position to win that game. Yeah. If he's in step out of bounds, we may be singing a different song about Clemson. I think Clemson's the, defense is better than they were last year. I think the returning Heisman winner has a big grudge match here, and they win this game outright. I'll take the points for the show's sake. Louisville, give it to me. Guys, our last game of the night. Texas traveling to Southern California in the Coliseum to take on USC. A 15-and-a-half-point favorite. This game opened at minus 14, so the sharp money is on USC. Where are you putting your money, Coach? We're in the Texas polo right now. I just don't think 15-and-a-half is enough for me to bet on Texas. It's It's not enough. For the sake of the show and my record on the show, I will take USC. And lay the points. However, I think Texas can make this a different type of game. I think it can be a close game. Um, but Texas is going to have to dictate a lot of things. And I don't think they're ready enough yet to dictate that. So, in objectivity, lay the points. Give me USC. Go, uh, Spencer, first impression? I echo everything you just said. There's no way. This this could be a three-touchdown game. Uh, I, I'm taking USC. Lay the points. Guys, maybe do it. Contrarian. Yeah, do it. I'll take Texas in this game. I'll tell you why. I want to echo something the coach said earlier. This is a no, almost a no-lose situation for Texas. They can go in knowing they've got, like I said, little to lose. They may play three different quarterbacks, and I just don't see them losing by three touchdowns. Tom Herman is uh, pretty good in big games. That's what I'm saying. We, we said it would be all preseason. Tom Herman is going to get a big upset this year. He does it each season. He's had a head coaching responsibilities. Why not USC? Why not on the road in his first game? No way. On the road with UT. No way. Not I'm a taking, sold out. Not a sold out Coliseum. I'm not taking Texas UT. plus fifteen and a half. And I'd like if this line moves any more to get any additional points. I don't know if you guys give them to me or not, but I can see this moving to like a seventeen point game. I think it will too. Um, I'm surprised it didn't start. Higher. I heard it jump from like 15 to 17 in some books. Started at 14, up to seven or 15 and a half now, and the lines recently just opened. So I mean, it could get up to 17. We'll yeah. see. Oh yeah. Uh, gentlemen, that was first impressions. Well, it's time to get into the nightcap. Let's do it. Sponsored by Strange Ambury. Oh. Beer for indication. Yep. Yep. We're, gonna, we're gonna talk weather. You know the worst, the worst uh, elevator conversation of all time. You know how's the weather? 
<laughs> crazy that crazy weather out there. Yeah, big weather guy. Yeah, that crazy weather out there. Um, a lot of weird stuff has happened with with the uh, the two hurricanes, Harvey and Irma. Jose, it's on his way. They're saying it's going to uh, possibly hit up in New York, which would be kind of weird for a hurricane. But um, it's not that weird. Kind of. Supposed to, I mean, it's so south and it's gonna crawl all the way up there. But regardless, Harvey, um, we we talked about it in our press show last week and this week. Um, the Texans and Cowboys game they got moved and then canceled, and then obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Miami Dolphins game, um, which was not put on a Thursday night. But instead, just given a bye week. So now they have to play 16 games in a row. The NFL says that they care about the players' safety, but they're going to make this te- both of these teams play 16 weeks straight. Um, I call bullshit on that. Thanks for that, NFL. Um, some college games ruined by Irma this week. A lot of college games. We got the UFC Georgia Tech game has been canceled. UCF. UCF. UCF, whatever. The Indiana, whatever this team is. Who is that? <laughs> so canceled just means no game at all? Like no that game. doesn't matter? It will be removed from the schedule. Yeah. Um who's that? I don't know. Indiana's game was canceled. Um the big thing I'm looking at though is as this as this hurricane turns into more of rain, as it travels up through the Midwest, there's going to be a lot of games that are probably not going to get canceled, but it's going to be raining a shit ton during the games, which is going to have, obviously, a huge impact on how the game is played, the game flow, and for the betters out there, the over-under market is going to be crazy with with all this weather going on during the game. If you can think about it, in a game where it's super windy, or it's super rainy, or, there, or even there's a lot of snow, teams aren't going to be passing the ball like they normally would. Right. Which means, obviously, they'll be running it more, which is good for unders, which is really hard to bet on. It's like the most stressful bet to make in a college football game is to bet the under. So, all I'm trying to say is, could be a stressful weekend. It could be a stressful couple weeks for betters, and I think the under is going to be a safe bet on the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm going to pull it, see if I can pull it up. I was, you know, being as someone who works in a weather-driven industry, mass notification, if you're out there, um, I mean, we're tracking, we're tracking these storms. Selfless fucking plugs. Hey. I gotta, I gotta find some way for this to be a good use of my time. Um, it's the computer's plug. But they won't sponsor us yet. But so. that's their buy-in. Now's the perfect time for them to sponsor our show. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane season. Um, so we're tracking this storm at the office, and if you're looking at it on weather.com, it's looking like it's gonna come straight through Florida, obviously. Gonna rain a lot in Georgia, or Alabama, Tennessee, and then it's gonna head west from there so any of these schools in the missouri area maybe iowa gets some action nebraska the the, uh kansas the dakotas um i mean there's really i mean it's a really colorful caterpillar that you have there i mean it's not my caterpillar 
you, this is weather.com um, per the domain at the top. I, I like how you say that. Like, I would take the time to, <laughs> to do this. The, the this only, looks like something you would do. The only colorblind person on our podcast, you think I would take the time to, to put these little crazy circles? Trying to figure out which red and <laughs> greens to put in there. <laughs> which, which, like, look, literally, it's, it's like a, a change of, of strength. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the entire way. Are those like different degrees of gray to you? Like, is that what's happening right now? Are I, you are you red green colorblind? No, I'm a blue green purple colorblind. So what are these up here? So you can't see the end of it. I know this is the direction the storm is going, <laughs> and I can as as just someone who understands how hurricanes work, I know that it's not going to be a hurricane once it gets this far in. So I can only assume that this is considered rain. Hey, I saw that bitch Irma suck up an entire ocean. Fair enough. So she may just just start cleaning up lakes on her way. And with Rivers. that, you know, Irma has done work. Obviously, Harvey did work. People are talking about Jose and what it might do. It's looking like that's going to turn off to the side, but people are saying that this could affect the Northeast. I saw New York. Yeah, as did I. Uh, and if you're talking New York, you're talking New Jersey, any games that are played in that area... Uh, just be on the lookout. And back to what you were saying about how games get rescheduled and things like that, that has a big impact on, I think, mostly college players and just how the flow of the season goes. Uh, I disagree with you there. Okay. I, I think that what the NFL did with... Well, I said with, college. Right. And I'm saying I disagree because I think what the NFL did... Because this is the amateur hour. So, you know, college. I know it's the amateur hour, you know, but I disagree that it's the college kids that get affected more because I That's think what it's, I just said I'm disagreeing with you on that. I, I think it's the NFL players that are because we're talking about college kids. I'm saying the NFL players are affected more because now the Bucks and the fucking Dolphins have to play 16 weeks in a row. They have no middle of the year hey, hey, by hey, week. Hey. So those are your, your if two. You're going to have your meltdown. You should have it in Spencer's Meltdown of the Week, okay? But don't I didn't put anything on social now. media. Well, don't put I disagree it. with you. Here's why I disagree with you is because most college programs don't have indoor facilities where they practice all the time. There are a handful that do, but so for these, of course, UT hook them, but for these southeastern schools and these schools that are in the path of the hurricane, this is not only affecting their game schedule, it's affecting their practice schedule. Which this early in the season is a big deal. So, think thinking about that aspect and and just how college students think about everything, um, a, a much bigger impact, at least from my eyes, well, on who this impacts. And the biggest thing is school. If it's an evacuation required area, the school, if it's a public school, has to evacuate. Yep. They have to send those kids away. And so, I mean that. You're uprooting to reroute and then trying to figure things out from there. It's just very difficult. Absolutely. Maybe those idiots that live on the Gulf and live on the Atlantic coast should build some indoor facilities. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just free, that's a free tip. Away. That's a free tip. Free tip. <laughs> that's um, free advice in the uh, amateur hour. You got you got a drink for that one. I'm sorry. We got anything else? Uh, no, just your drink and us signing off. Guys, week three coming up. Super pumped. Hey, we did get on time. We did much, much better, better than, than I expected. We to. Um, 
yeah, we'll we'll let you guys know what happens next week. But thanks for listening, Coach. Thanks for being here. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you, Ballad. Thanks for hosting this. Always a pleasure to host podcast. I'm your host of the show, Spencer's phone. We are the Sports Buzz. Until next week, we are out. Peace. This party is officially over. <laughs> <laughs>